Hello and thank you for joining us on the Praise Christian Center podcast. I am Pastor Kofi Banfo and I'm here with my wife Jane. We hope you enjoy today's message and are blessed by it. Please remember to connect with us on social media and through our website. Enjoy. You know, I'll use the word revelation that God gave me several years ago. Several years ago. Actually, uh, I ministered it first over here in this house in 1997. That was the first time I ministered it. And for me personally, it was so life-changing. Amen. It was so life-changing because of the principles that God revealed to me through the Word of God. Amen. And um, I'm just so impressed um, on my heart to, to minister uh, this series to you. We've been doing individual um, teachings or individual uh, sermons in the last few weeks, but um, I'm just slipping back into um, teaching a series. For the next four weeks, we'll be ministering on something I've called From Conception to Manifestation. Amen. From Conception to Manifestation. The reason why I am so this this series for me it it has so much in it that you know will if you allow the spirit of god it will just so challenge your life in all kinds of ways the way i see it is where god allowed me or by the spirit of god to see in in like in slow motion or in all the little details how the word goes from a to z Okay, in other words, from conception to when it actually manifests in the, in the life of the believer. And one thing I know is that manifestation is a good thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get a good amen there. Yeah. Amen. Manifestation is great. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. And Satan, guess what? Fights that. Yes. He fights manifestation. And, um, you know, when I was... Um, in uh, boarding school, this is one of us in secondary school, and we began to study on on digestion, how you take food in and it, you know, your system uh, breaks it down and all the enzymes and, and you name it. I kind of fell in love with this, that whole process. You know, I, I wonder why. You know, f- for everything else that we're studying about flies, about lizards and all the rest of it, <laughs> what used to excite me was the the human body and especially the digestive thing process and I, I mean I studied that thing my goodness there is nothing you could throw at me concerning the digestion of of food that you know I will miss it I mean I knew from A to Z from when you swallow and what kind of enzymes that are released and what kind of acids you name it I knew them all and um, when it was exam time, they asked the question about digestion. So I said, praise the Lord forevermore. But they qualified it. They said, we want digestion, just let's say from A to E. But the boy had studied digestion from A to Z and from 1 to 1,000. So, my goodness, I said, no, 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 you're not going to do me like that. I, I, I wrote everything 
from A, I wrote, I mean, I wrote everything. I wrote and wrote. I mean, people were looking at me like, Where's, where, where, why are you still writing? Everybody is done, man. I'm putting everything I know about digestion on the paper. And I was so, when I walked out of the room, I was so happy, you know. Then the result came. And when the result came, I did well, okay? I did well. But two-thirds of my answer was canceled by the examiner. And out of mercy, he said, next time, read the question. We didn't want the whole thing. We just wanted from here to here. And I had done from here to here, plus from there to there. I mean, I'd done everything. You know, because I just love the subject so much and I've broken it down the best I know how to have done. And that's what we're going to do today. Okay, not today, but in this series. I'm just going to take my time as I'm led by the Spirit of God, as I've seen it in the Word of God, and break down from the point where you take that Word of God in, because you can see it in the Word, but sometimes, you know, it takes someone to bring it all together and and the different things, and notice what? There are stuff that, you know, like even in, in the subject of digestion, there are things that will hinder digestion. And taking in the word of God, the stuff that will hinder, the, the stuff that will come against. And sometimes we are doing stuff and acting in ways, it's not that the word of God is not powerful, it's not that the word of God is not able, but the stuff that we get into, either by our action, by our words, and by our deeds that even hinder the word of God from producing in our lives. Amen. Amen. So, turn with me to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John. Let me give you these verses and and then we will start to teach. Gospel of John chapter number 1, verse 1 to 5 and verse 10 to 14. These are going to be foundational scriptures I'm going to be using throughout the teaching. And then Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 to 23. So John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5 and then from verse 10 to 14, and then Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 to 23. Did you get that? I hope I've not confused you. So John chapter 1, I'll read from verse 1 to 5 first. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, All things were made through him, and without him was nothing made that was made. In him was was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So, you you know, when you look at it, he's saying that in the beginning was the word. The same word was with God. Amen. The word was with God, and it says the word is God. Praise the Lord. The word is God. And then when you jump to verse 10, let's go to verse 10. It says, he was, that is the word, was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own, that is the, his own people, the Jewish people, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them gave the, the right to become the children of God. To those who believe in his name, 
who were born were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So here, the Bible is pointing us in the direction, I'm sure by this time you are catching who this person is, is the person of Jesus Christ. Okay? And the Bible says that he came into this world and he was what? Rejected. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become what? The sons or the children of God. In other words, you know, I hear people say, we're all the children of God. No, you are not. And it's, sometimes it sounds cruel, but that's not, it says we are, people use that all the time. All of us are the children of God. No. You have to be given the right to become the children of God. We are all the creation of God. Okay? Everything we see is part of the creation of God. The dogs, the frogs, the hogs, everything, humanity, all that is a creation of God. But to be a child of God, you have to be given the right. Because the Bible says, to as many as what? Received him. To them gave he the power or the right to become the children of God. Then he qualifies it by saying that it's not by the will of man, not by blood, but it's by the will of Almighty God. That is why we call it the grace of Almighty God. Amen. Then verse 14, which is the verse that I think is one of the verses in the Bible that best describes manifestation. It says that the word became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory, uh, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh, speaking about Jesus. Jesus was conceived, and that was the point that flesh began to function in Jesus' life. And he says that he dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory. You see, the meaning, that word, the meaning of the word manifestation, it means something that has come into sight. It means something that is being exhibited. It means you can contact it with your senses. You get that? It can be contacted with your senses. And I'm telling you, manifestation is lovely. Praise the Lord. Manifestation is great. You know, when, when, when you are, when you, if you, if you walk in the things of God out of religion, you will never, you will never experience manifestation. It just becomes a form. It just becomes a norm. It just becomes a routine. It just becomes, uh, really, you get to a place where it's just drudgery anyway. But the Bible promises us that the word of God can manifest in your life. What God has said, his promises are so real that when you believe and you act on the word of God, it can manifest physically in your life as another human being called a wife can manifest in your garage called a car. It can manifest on land called a house. It can manifest in your bank account called, called, called 
<laughs> I thought you were with me in the flow. Call, call, yeah, cash. Thank you very much, bro. Amen. Amen. It can manifest in your body called healing. Amen. I mean, you name it. It can manifest. There's the promises of God which will manifest. And in this series, I'm going to, by the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm saying once again that God, we're going to see how God would, God takes us through a process, okay, to bring us to the places of manifestation. Amen. Come with me to the book of Genesis. Let's go back into the book of Genesis. And if you can't find Genesis... We'll be holding a deliverance service at the end of the service. <laughs> These days, I don't have to say those things because you, everybody using an iPad, isn't that so? Except Shegun over here. He's the only one going to heaven. <laughs> Still got his Bible. Praise the Lord. Amen. Have you found it? Genesis chapter number one. I'm going to read a few verses. It says, in the beginning, God. So the moment you see in the beginning, guess what? Guess what is being repeated? John chapter 1. That's what it says. In the beginning. In the beginning. It's the same place. Same time. All we are seeing is a little bit more, like the Bible now expands a bit more on what happened in the beginning. So I'm taking you now to the beginning, how it started. And what you do is you can bring both stories together because that means both of them were in play at the same time. All right? And as I read, I try to bring it to, some of it together for you. Is that okay? It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Watch verse 3. And God said... When you say something, what is the something you say called? Your word. God said word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And there was nothing made that was made outside of the word. Are you getting that? So here... The word, what God really said was word. And the word was, let there be light. Manifestation, manifestation takes place. Oh. He spoke the word and immediately manifestation takes place. All right? He spoke the word. He says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the, that the light was good. And he divided the light from darkness. Let's jump to verse number. I'm just giving you a few examples. Go to verse 11. Because the same process is being used. Um, in fact, you can read all those verses and you see the same principle. But verse 11 says, then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that, was, uh, that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. Again, the same principle. God did what? He spoke. And when he spoke, there came manifestation. Alright? Jump to verse number 20. 
It says, then God said, there is again, in other words, God spoke the word again. And he said, let waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of, hev- of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living thing that moves, which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Using the same thing, he spoke the word and it came to pass. In the creation of the animals, in the creation of light, in the creation of the grass. So when he spoke, there came manifestation. He spoke and there came manifestation. In other words, when God spoke, the word became flesh. It became grass flesh. Are you getting that? It became sun flesh. It became moon, flesh. It became tree, flesh. Just like the word became flesh in Jesus Christ, same thing God used to create everything. Now, one thing I don't see over here is evolution. Amen. I don't see that. I don't see that. I don't see the Big Bang theory over there. Where and normally, normally, I heard a little boy say this, and I thought it was great. He says, he said, when you normally hear something go bang, you don't think of things being created. Have you thought about that? Well, if you are reversing your car, okay, if you when you're reversing your car and you hear bang, trust me. They've not just added a new, a new brake light to the back of your car. You have taken a few off, if you didn't know. You don't think that way. You know, and sometimes you may think this is very basic, but you know what? God is so simple. Yes. And so they come to confuse you with a whole bunch of things. Because this is too simple. But this is how it began. When you have time, go read Genesis chapter 2. God said, this is the history. This is exactly how it was. This is the history of the, of the creation of the world. Amen. And people, you know, choose to, I mean, all our universities are built on, on evolution and, and all these kind of things. And there's always this argument and that, that it was not so. This is God's word. And, and it's so interesting. Everything that God has put here. We still do the same thing. It's, I've never seen an apple tree. Because he, when you continue to read, he says that every tree had its fruit and its seed in itself. Yes. When you want to grow apples, you don't go look for corn seeds and grow them. Yeah. Impossible. you got to find how to grow apples through its seed to grow apples. If you want to grow melons, you don't go look for tomato seeds. You look for melon seeds because the seed is in the fruit to give the fruit that God said will always be. And he says everything will reproduce after its own kind. And I don't care what you do, what you say, how much you dissect it. That is exactly what it's going to be because God spoke it. He spoke it. And when God speaks it, it will manifest 
just like he said. Now, I know the big question that is in most of our minds. But I've been speaking it. I've been speaking it. And I don't see nothing happening. We're going to get there. But one of the things you have to understand is this. We live in a broken, sinful world. God is holy. He is pure. God does not, you know, sin. Let me tell you something about sin. You know, there's, there's a, God had a, an archangel or an, an angel called Lucifer. Have you heard of him before? Amen. Lucifer. And Lucifer. <laughs> don't want to get in trouble here. <laughs> Lucifer. The Bible says he lived in the heavenlies. You know, I'm sure you've heard this before, that he was the one who brought worship to God. He brought worship to God. And he had every instrument that we have today in him. Listen, he didn't play an instrument. He was. Out of him came music. See, um, the musicians have to help me if they are here. All music falls into only three sections. Wind, percussion, and one of them. What's the other one? Somebody help me out. Strings, isn't it? Strings and wind. Three. That's it. So anything. It could be a guitar, it's strings. It could be a piano, strings. Some of you don't know nothing about nothing. It's strings. That noise that the piano makes, you open it, you see the strings inside. Lucifer, when you read the scripture, he had those three sections in him. And music came out of him. There was no sin anywhere. Lucifer did not commit sin. He didn't. The scripture says, you were pure. You were perfect until iniquity was found in you. He, he created it. When God was creating the world, he was busy creating iniquity. He was the founder. He's the founder and chairman of iniquity. He didn't commit it. You know, do you know, guess what? Do you know why you and I can be redeemed? Do you know Satan can never be redeemed? Do you know why you and I can be redeemed by the blood of Jesus? Have you ever thought why Satan cannot be redeemed? Because you and I commit sin. We have to commit it. Are you catching that? For it to affect us. Satan didn't have to commit it. He manufactured it. So he is it. Are you catching that? And so there was nothing of sin before. Nothing. So you and I live in a world that has fallen to sin. And so when we speak the word, guess what happens? We have to deal with a whole bunch of stuff. Not even us. The word has to deal with all that stuff. In fact, we deal with this as well because it affects us. And sometimes we think it's not working. Sometimes we hope it is. 
Sometimes we, we wonder whether it is. Sometimes we look at the circumstances. But the word which we are going to see soon has in it the power to produce whatever the circumstance. Whatever the circumstance. Whatever the challenge. But as we go through it, you, as we go through the scripture, you begin to see. And you say, oh my goodness, this is exactly where I am. Maybe that is why this is hindered. That's why this is held. God is, is pure. God cannot be hindered. The moment he speaks the word, boom. That's why we see in Genesis the stuff happening like that. But we are challenged with all the stuff. But it doesn't mean we cannot have manifestation. Are you getting that? Okay. Let me show you a few scriptures. Just give you some more scriptures to add to your arsenal. Right now, go to Isaiah. I like the prophet Isaiah and what he said. Isaiah in chapter 55 and verse 11. Isaiah put it this way. He said, so shall my, verse verse 11, chapter 55, verse 11. He said, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. Void means empty. Okay? But it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it to. In other words, when my word goes forth, it will never come back to me unproductive. I like what the Amplified Bible says. It says, return to me void without producing any effect or useless. It will produce. That is the power of the word of God. Go to Psalm 89 verse 34. Psalm 89 verse 34. He said, my covenant, which is again my word, I will not break nor alter that which has gone out of my lips. My covenant, I'll not break. My word, I'll never break my word. And or alter the word that has gone out of my mouth. I, I was studying and I always like studying through different translations because some of them just come out in a way that you know, it just rings your bell as it were. Watch this. In, in the New Living Translation, it says, no, I will not break my covenant. Then he says, I will not take back a single word I said. Amen. I will not take back a single word. And I love this because today is multi-generational service. And a lot of you kids, you, you get in the, in the you know, break in the park, in school, and all the rest of it. And you, you're, you're in a quarrel or something. And then one of your friends says something. And then the other one will say, take it back. You've got to take it back. And the, 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 I'm not taking it back. Well, God said he would never take his word back. Hallelujah. Once God has spoken it, he's never taking it back. The reason why your friend will say to you, take it back, is because maybe the word that you spoke was wrong. But this is what I love about God. God, when he speaks, it's not about right or wrong. It is. We decide from what he has spoken whether we be right or we be wrong. You didn't get it. When God speaks, that is it. Then I say, oh, I've been wrong all along. From what he speaks, I say, I am wrong. 
You catch that? Because God never speaks what is, what is wrong. He speaks what it is. Amen. And then we say, oh, no, I've been wrong. I've been wrong. Uh, no, 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 I've been wrong. Because of what the word of God says. He says, I'm not taking my, I don't take my word back. Praise the Lord. Are you still here? Let's go into the book of Luke. If I write this down, Psalm 107 verse 20. Go check it out. He says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. When God is doing anything, anything God does, he always sends his word first. Let's go to the book of Luke. And this is a story that most of the time you hear only at Christmas. But that's not what God designed it for. It's a story for every day. Praise the Lord. Luke and chapter number one. The gospel of Luke. And go to verse 26. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now look up. From my understanding of this verse, this girl, uh, Mary, was engaged to be married to a guy called Joseph. Would you agree with me? Is that, yes, is yes. that your understanding? Do you know we can read it like this? Do you know that? Watch this. We can read it like this. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a girl named Mary, who was betrothed to a man called Joseph. To a man called Joseph. Would you agree that's okay? Yes. I don't see anything wrong. But he said to a virgin twice. Twice in one verse. And I know, you know, people don't want me to preach like this. But it's too late. I've been doing this thing for too long. I've got too much mileage. I'm going to say what I want. Based on what the word of God says. Trust me, I don't just say what I want. I say things as qualified by the word. He is sending us a message. This is how it's supposed to be done. Oh, you didn't get it. This is God's way. God's way is you keep yourself as a man. You keep yourself as a woman. Until such time that you get married. Before you get into any kind of sexual relationships. That's why he says to a virgin twice. Double emphasis. It's not there just for the sake of it. Now, yes, we've made mistakes. We've, we, and we will still make mistakes. We'll fail and start. And God does not condemn. But we must know his word. Because there's a whole bunch of nonsense flying around. A lot, a lot of things. And you know what is getting into the church? Amen. Amen. The Bible actually says that the time that we are in, people will not take truth. It's in the scripture. 
They will not receive truth. Forget about the world. The world does not have time for that anyway. He's talking about the people of God. We will not receive truth. So the moment you start to preach truth, and if the truth don't sound too nice to people, they pick up their little handbag and their little coat, and then they leave. Yeah, I see it happen all the time. So do you know what is happening to a lot of pastors? They've been muzzled. Yeah, they've been muzzled. I was sitting with some pastors having lunch. I had just finished preaching in a church. And they took me to lunch. And they had a few other pastors there because of whatever he was doing. So he had a few more pastors. And as we were eating lunch, he's one of the pastors, you know, in the middle of his... Actually, we went to 805 on, on Old Kent Road. Tilapia special. <laughs> and in the middle of the tilapia, he looked at me and he said to me, Pastor, the things that you're preaching and how you preach them, he said, nobody's going to invite you. I said, I don't looking for nobody's invitation. Preach it true, Pastor. I said, no, I'm not looking for an invitation. If all of you leave and I'm left with a camera, the two cameras are still preaching the cameras. Because the Bible says we should preach the word. That's what God, God called me to preach the word. Amen. Amen. In season and out of season. With World Cup playing or no World Cup playing. With football coming home or going out. I'm supposed to preach the word. Praise the Lord. You will never come to this house or in my presence Where you will leave and say, man, that guy just preached all this deception. Not me. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Are you still here? Then he goes on to say in verse number 28. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his say and considered the manner of greeting this was. You know, uh, people take Mary and now they, they, they exalt Mary into some superhuman status. Mary was an ordinary person just like you and me. You see, but an angel spoke to her. Do you know the meaning of the word angel? Messenger. The word, the word angel means messenger. Do you know that this morning, this morning, just even by my record, up to this point, do you know how many angels have spoken to you? By my records, you have four. Should I tell you who they are? When you came in here and you were worshipping, there was an angel standing here. He said, I didn't see any wings. Go read the Bible. <laughs> see, you don't read the Bible. A lot of people think that angels are them fat Things that at Christmas we decorate with. You know, it's like every angel has got these fat cheeks. We have them in our house. We got these things that Jane pulls out. They're all gold. And every one of them fat. It's like since they ate the turkey from the day we bought them, they've not digested the turkey. They're like these fat things, all of them with wings. All of them fat cheeks blowing stuff. That's what they told you. That's a lie. Go and read the Bible. Angels, let me shock you, don't have wings. 
So, but Pastor saw the wings, those were not angels. They were different beings that worship God. They are the only, only special beings that have wings that cover their face and, and, and wings on the side and other wings they flew with. Those were the only ones mentioned in the scripture. But when the Bible tells us that, that, that Peter and Cole were praying, or they were praying for Peter in the book of Acts, and, and, and some lady came, Peter came, knocked at the door, and the little girl called Rhoda went to the door and saw Peter and in her excitement ran back to the apostles and said, Peter is at the door, Peter is at the door. They said to her, shush, we are praying and interceding for Peter. Peter is in jail. He says, no, Peter, he says, it must be his angel. Which tells me, your angel might just look just like you. Just black, tall, and handsome, just like me. Amen. Amen. Yeah. See, but you, because people don't read the word, we'll rather look at a painting and think that that is an angel. That is Jesus. No. This is Jesus here. This is our angels. So angel number one was singing. Well, she's taking a break now because she's going to be in both services. Angel number two was Jane. She got up here. And she welcomed you and she welcomes you most of the time with what? The word of God. Angel number three was she, our minister. And he, he also shared the word of God in the announcements. And then he gave you a testimony. Is the word. They overcame the enemy by their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. That's angel number three. And I, the main angel showed up. Hey, hey. Fire! Fire angel. <laughs> we are only messengers. See, a lot of us are caught with the messenger instead of the message. We are just vessels through whom God brings forth his word. Gabriel was just a vessel. Mary had to believe the word of Gabriel just like you and I have to believe the word of God. Are you listening to me? Because a lot of us, we're waiting for three angels to speak. And the earth to move. And the sun to go half black. And say, God is speaking. Do you know who God normally does that to? Should I show you who? You remember the Apostle Paul? He was on his way to Damascus. Have you noticed that? And the Bible says God knocked him off his horse. By the time he got up, he was blind. But God spoke to him. See, people say that. Well, you see, Apostle Paul had the ministry that he had because look at the encounter he had with God. You don't want that encounter. You don't want it. Never pray for that. Never believe that. If there's a prayer you want to pray, just say, God, just use me and speak to me as simply as you can and keep me out of falling off my horse and all kinds of stuff. Do you know what that meant? 
It meant God had spoken and spoken and spoken to him and he had resisted and resisted and resisted God and this was his last straw. And God really was saying to him, if you don't flow with me, I will take you out. And he said, yes, sir. When he opened his eyes, he was blind. Is that how you want to start? Because these days I don't see too many Ananias around who are seeking God. Because most of the believers are not seeking God. They are all over the place doing so. Who is God going to speak to and, and, and cast the, uh, open your eyes, the blindness off of you? So you just let God speak to you in, in, through his word. How many of you are going to opt for that? <laughs> you better. No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say, God is no respecter of persons. Because the moment you say, Apostle Paul had and did all that he had because of what happened to him on the road to Damascus, that means God chose him higher than Tina. And chose him higher than my brother over here. And than any one of us. And he makes him a respecter of person. No. God brings his word to us the same. The same. Because watch this. Are you still with Mary's story? Watch this. Verse number 28. Were we in 28? 29. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. He said, but I don't have favor. Do you know the meaning of grace? How many of you believe, how many of you are, are, know that you are saved by the grace of God? Amen. That is favor. That is favor. Then the Bible says, and behold, verse 31, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? That's what I call the title of this message. How? And every one of us. I'm sure if you, have, you have not, if you are not on how can this be street, just wake up tomorrow. Just live. Sooner or later. Either you are coming out of how can it be street and entering another how can it be street. Okay? And that, I mean, here she was. She was a virgin. That's what she was trying to say. He, she's not known a man. And so she said here, how can this be since I do not know a man? You know, anytime I come across this, I, I remember, you know, the play you guys did? With the kids. Yeah. And uh, I love that play. So you guys got to do it again. It, it was so good. The kids w- were playing the Christmas, the nativity story, but with the whole slang, I mean, twist. That's the word. I just loved it. And uh, Mary, Mary said she's pregnant. But, it, you know, God did it. So this, who was the other guy? Somebody was playing something else, not Joseph. Like his, a friend, you know, of Mary. So, because Mary is telling her friend, I'm pregnant, but no, no, not a man, it was God. So he said, yeah, right. <laughs> I just loved it. He said, yeah, right. And this is, this is, this is, was well, actually your son. It was your, was it you? You played that, didn't you? 
Was it him? It was a na- he, says, he says, yeah, right. You know, yeah. then he says, what clinic did you go to? Something. He said, I, was, I almost fell off my chair. But you, you get this. At this time, he said, he's saying that biologically, it is imp- I mean, physically, it is impossible. And you come to different places in your life, in your family situations, with your finances, with a job, you name it, with your career, and you say, how can this thing be? How can it be? Well, I came to tell you, you can get on Canby Street. It can be. Watch this. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Ooh. Will come upon you. This, okay, let me read it all. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is born to be born will be called the Son of God. This sounds like Genesis. It sounds like Genesis chapter 1. What we've just We've just read. He says, in the beginning, the, you know, was God. The earth, there was nothing. There was nothing. There was an emptiness. There was a void. Everything was empty. God was on how can it be street. Think about it. There was an emptiness. There was no provision. And God looked at the emptiness... And the, whatever that was there that could not be, and God spoke. Yes. If you go back, the Bible says, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Yes. 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 See, do you know what? As you sit here, there are situations that the Word of God is, hov- the, the Spirit of God oh, yes. is hovering over. It's hovering over. There are situations that you're dealing with. The Spirit of God is just hovering. But do you know why we've not seen manifestation? Because you have not spoken the word. Listen, listen, listen. It says, and the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, also the, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. See, where, where, where the Word of God is, the Spirit of God also is there. They work together. John 6 63 brings it together. He says, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit. The same word is spirit. So here, the angel is saying, listen to this, the angel is saying, who is the angel? Again, who is the angel? Not Gabriel. Don't use the word Gabriel. He's a messenger. What did the messenger bring? The The word. A message. He brought a word. That's what God used in the beginning. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. When we go to Genesis, he says the, 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 the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, he released the word. And light came. And animals came. And grass came. And human beings came. 
Are you getting that? So now it's being played in somebody's life. Person is married. And I just wanted to blow away all these myths that Mary was this special. People, I know some people will throw this at you and say, well, well, you know, why didn't he, the angel go to, go to uh, Charlotte? Or why didn't the angel go to uh, Rahab? Really, the truth is, I don't know. But this is what it is. This is what it is. Angels always going around. Looking for people who will receive the word of God. But just like the Bible says that he came unto his own. And his own received him not. But to as many as received him, him was the word. Him was the word. Him was the word. You have the ability to receive at any time the word of God or reject it. Or reject the word of God. Are you getting this? It's not about the messenger. It's about the word. You know, Jane will tell you, several years ago, we were, this is when we were, that woman who was preaching that I said, I don't like this woman in in the church where we used to pastor before. She had a belief that, you know, it's a man's world. Okay? And she was preaching like a man. I don't know how to describe it, but she felt that she could only get her, her, yeah, her, her, her word, the word across, if she did it in some masculine, she just put me off. <laughs> Amen. Just put me off. Why? Because just preach the word. Be yourself. Yes. Yeah. The word don't need you to, be, to, to become man if you're a male, if you're a woman, or female if you're a man. Just preach the word. All God needs is for the word to go forth. That's all he needs. Just like, see, just like this ordinary Saturday. Sorry, Sunday. Some of you hot and bothered. But his word is going forth. Nothing special. Nothing is shaking. Nothing is moving but the fans. You know, nothing much. But his word is going forth. See, it's like Mary. It was just another day. It was just another day. Where did the angel show up? In Nazareth? Just another day in Nazareth. Just another day on Kilburn High Street. Just another day on Old Kent Road, just another day in Dulwich, just another day. But watch this. The Bible says in verse number 36, it says, now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. 
the angel took somebody's story. It's called testimony. That is why you should share your testimonies. In fact, next month, in August, we've not told you this, but we're going to announce it. We're going to have testimonies throughout every, 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 every Thursday. Throughout every Thursday, we're going to have testimonies plus the word plus worship. All right? So we're going to ask you to, those of you who want to give testimonies, obviously we can't have 100 people giving testimonies on one, on one Thursday, so we have to limit the numbers. But if you have a testimony to share, I'm going to ask you to start submitting your names. We're going to tell you who to submit your names to, you know, then so you know that on this particular day you're going to share your testimony because they overcame uh, the enemy by the word of their testimony. Do you know, we just quote that thing. It says, by the word. The word, the word in your testimony. Some of the testimonies people give, by the time, by the time they get halfway, God leaves. Jesus is on vacation. The Holy Spirit is almost backsliding. I, I mean, it don't bring no testimony to God. I mean, no glory to God. Hmm? The, the, the story they're telling you, you're like, Where, where's God in this? It, they overcame by the word in the testimony. I'm not saying by quoting the word, but where people see how the word helped you out of the situation. But they tell you on how they're going on bus number 36. That is why people say, pastor doesn't like people giving testimony. No, he frightens me. Because they tell you about bus number 36 and how... and. And how it took them to Houston, and then from Houston it went to Cancer Rice, and then from Cancer Rice it took them to, to, to whatever. And they tell you all these things, and then how they came off the bus, and how they tripped, and they cut their knee, and then they got up, and then they got Uber, and then Uber took them to the next. Door. And they tell you all these things. And then when they finish, they praise the Lord. And you're like, what are you talking about? Where is the word in the testimony? But you see the word in the testimony. Have you noticed he didn't have to share the testimony for, for one hour? Have you noticed that? He says, now, now, as I speak now, the one who is called barren is with child. Six months. Isn't that encouraging? You just want to say, praise the Lord. Amen. The word in the testimony. Watch verse 37. I love this. It says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Do you know what I love about this scripture? The original says this. Can you put the ASV, American Standard Version? I think you have it as American Standard Version. Some of you using Amplified Bible has both. Watch this. The word that will come there is no word from God shall be void of power. For with God, this is ASB, is it? Luke, we are looking at Luke. I beg your pardon, Luke chapter, forgive me. Luke chapter, chapter 1, verse 37. American Standard Version, I think you have it as, I may be wrong, maybe it's, they showed me that here, but it, it's, it says, no word from God shall be void of power. Why? Because the word of God, have you got it? Look at it. For no word from God 
shall be void of power. Every word from God has power. Every word from God has power. So guess what? Get to verse, and this is where every one of us have to put ourselves. Because this is exactly where a whole bunch of us miss it. Watch this. Then Mary said, who said? Mary. Who said it? This must be put this way. And Mary responded. After the word came forth, you have to respond. And a lot of us fail in our responses. Because we go back and say, well, I don't have anybody to help me. Yeah. In Mary's case, I don't have a man. Do you know the shame that will come upon me and my family if they found out that I was pregnant with our child? Do you, you know, that will be some of our responses. Do you know the economic situation that we are in since Trump came and dished our prime minister? Do you know what is happening? You know, we begin to give and play the circumstances. I love what Mary did. And listen, Mary was no special. That's what I want to get across to you. Because the moment Mary becomes special, we better quit and leave. Because the word doesn't work. Because you you need all that. You need Mary, and we have to take you back to Nazareth, and we have to whatever, all create all those scenes before you can get the word of God working in your life. But that was not the situation. Or that is not the situation. God is no respecter of persons. Watch this. Mary said, then Mary said, behold the maid servant. Some of you say the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. What's the next few words? And the angel departed. Case close. The messenger left. And also, I'm about to leave. <laughs> I've not left yet. Listen, get this. Get this. She said, be it upon me according to your word. Not according to how I feel. See, that's what a lot of us, not according to my circumstances. Have you seen my bank account lately? Do you know that, do you know what grants through my family? No. He says, let it be unto me according to the word. That's it. And do you know what? The angel just left. Finish. It's done. Do you know what are taking place? Conception. Now, those of you who have had kids before, any woman here, and if you are a man and you raise your hand, you see. Judgment will come upon you. (laughs) But any woman who has had a child over here, The day you got pregnant, I suspect the day you got pregnant, your tummy just went like this. Do you know what? I have heard stories. Forget about stories. Forget about stories. I have seen stuff in my own house as a kid. A lady came to visit my parents. And thought she was having a problem with her tummy 
went to the toilet and in the toilet she thought she was passing something else but all of a sudden she began to scream because she was having a baby. And I'm like, I mean obviously I was very little so I couldn't care less what they were doing over there but how could you be carrying a baby for that long and you did not know, she did not know she was pregnant. When you conceive, you will not know. You won't. You will never know by what you look at. You will not know. See, but a lot of us, we want to see something first. When a woman is carrying a child and you see the child, that is not when conception took place. She is further down the line. You know, as I speak now, nobody has a problem with that. But when the word of God is working in your life, you want three angels to fly past. You want the cerebrum to stand at the door. You want the sun to change color and all the other things to happen. The choir singing before you say, God is moving. No. No. The moment she said, let it be unto me, conception took place. How long did it take Jesus to show up? Tell me, from conception. If Jesus was a human being, nine months. So when you carry, it takes a while. It takes a time. Yes, it's a time period. Yes. And any woman who is carrying a child knows. You're carrying a child, you go through trials, don't you? Yes. You, you don't just sail through. I, listen, that's God's problem. God's promise for us to, is to be saved through childbirth. That's what the Bible says. So you, when you carry a child as a believer, don't expect everything to go wrong. In my culture, they call pregnancy sickness. When a woman gets pregnant, in my group of people, they say she's sick. That's one of the words they used to describe. You see, and people take that on, and so the moment they before they are pregnant, they are expecting to be sick. While they are pregnant, they are expecting to get sicker. That's not God's plan for you. But what I'm trying to say is that you will have all kind of trials and stuff. Just one little trial. Should I tell you? Now, that is not to those who have had babies. Those who are going to have babies. Your clothes will not fit you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Young lady, some, some of the clothes that, you know, you just want to put on, I don't care what you do. I don't care. You're not going to fit you. Hallelujah. That alone is a trial in itself. Amen. You know, you begin to walk funny. That alone is a trial. It's a trial. But you are looking forward to the day of the baby. So let me walk funny. Let me wear funny clothes. The baby is coming. My baby is coming. And if you have believed God for anything, your baby is coming. You may, you may be walking funny, talking funny, but the baby is coming. Hallelujah. Manifestation is on its way. And that is where you keep your eyes on. Did you receive something? Thank you for listening. We trust you were blessed by today's message. And if you would like to sow into our ministry, you can visit our website to give a donation. God bless you. Make sure you subscribe to our channel to hear more messages.